0: You're listening to episode 113 of the 360 Vegas Podcast. Visit the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas.
1: Las Vegas functions on a -a 24-hour-a-day schedule.
2: Who's the casino, big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower, Mirage, Riviera, Mirage, Flamingo, Sahara,
3: the MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesar's Palace, is it? want to gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front.
2: Good luck.
1: The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road. I think probably
0: anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas.
1: I am so super amped for corn tomorrow. I've just been—I've been listening to the entire catalog at volumes that are detrimental to my hearing and uh, just super psyched. It's one of those weird things. I, I, I'm so afraid I'm going to geek out like a retard. Because I don't really... I mean, this isn't a band that saved my life. I mean, they didn't change my world. I just... I just love to music. them. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's like I don't really like know how I
0: talk to somebody like that by going, hey, um, it's a good song. You do. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. I listened to it more than once, so it must be good. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm just going to play it by ear. Odds are I'm going to have a story to tell. <laughs> That's all right. We'll look forward to hearing it.
1: Well, as we continue to figure out how Google Plus works, they've actually made it a little bit easier for us. Now, apparently, instead of the incredibly long number... Basically, it was almost like computer code is what it boiled down to, but now it's... uh, You can find us at google.com slash plus 360 Vegas podcast. It's that simple now. Cool. And then after last week... I can't believe it. the show with Doctor Dave was just so much fun. We've gotten some really good feedback from it. it. It played out pretty much exactly like I was hoping it would play out. Mm-hmm. But I, I realized we didn't have Doctor Dave listed on our Friends of the Show section on the blog. I don't. I mean, clearly an oversight on my part, considering I'm the only one that handles any of that stuff.
0: So, right. Direct your hate mail to me. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> I'll be excited to read it. <laughs> All right. How on to the random Vegas?
1: All right. Las Vegas has set multiple world records that have not been recognized by the Guinness World Book of Records for one reason or another. Some of these include the highest thrill rides, which sit atop of Stratosphere. Most hotel rooms at one intersection, which is Tropicana and Las Vegas Boulevard, they have 14,762 rooms between Tropicana, MGM Grand, New York, New York, and Excalibur. And lastly, they have the most simultaneous wine bottle openings at 308. I got that from uh, Vegas Seven.
0: I wonder why. Maybe they kind of felt like that. It just kind of goes without saying at this point.
1: Right, I know, right? With it's like they just have like an entire section in, in Guinness where it just Las Vegas.
0: You know, yeah. <laughs> many. Yeah, you things. go to like you go to the page where it should be most simultaneous wine bottle openings, and it says see see Las Vegas. Right. You just have to go <laughs> to that section. Right. Yeah. All right, and on to the Vegas Mate review of the week. This week's review is Coaster Phil's November 20th review of Public House at Venetian. He gave it four out of five chips. Coaster Phil wrote, went here for dinner, looking for great food without the high-end prices and got exactly that. Pretty extensive, beerless, friendly service, comfortable setting, and a delicious, albeit limited, menu. I would recommend everything we had, short rib roast chicken and an awesome chocolate stout cake to end the meal. The bar definitely gets loud during games and the noise spills into the dining room. And on a quiet meal, make sure to keep that in mind. I've actually always thought that place looked interesting. I mean, I don't—I don't really have a whole lot to add here,
1: but I think it—for it, some reason or another—that that review caught my eye. Coaster Phil thinks we would enjoy it, so I mean, you can't really argue with that.
0: No, no, not at all. And I've—I've uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've checked out the menu a few times over the years, and it looks like they have a pretty good offering. So yeah. I, I wouldn't mind checking it out someday if ever if the opportunity presents itself. <laughs> right.
1: I don't know why that amuses me so much. Just you happen to be like, it has to be this perfect collision of, of, of chance and opportunity and serendipity. And,
0: well, like going, well, you know, so, such as Vegas, though. Oh, uh, you you know, we went to, what was that? We went to iHeartBurger, is that right? Yeah. And it was just by chance we're like, hey, I happen to be hungry <laughs> right at this particular moment, and here's this place. Let's eat there. I know. That's the kind of shit I'm talking about. Coincidence? I think not, Brian. Yeah. All right. Well, you don't give a shit, so let's move on to the sweep pick of the week. <laughs>
1: It was another pain in the ass week trying to pick a winner. From time to time, a picture gets posted on Twitter that I know it will be the winner the moment I see it. Unfortunately, that happened three times this week. So eventually, I just went with the picture that caused the most discussion. And this week's winner, honestly, I have no idea who posted it, it had four Twitter handles associated to it, and since I don't follow any of them, I don't even know how I saw this picture. So I did a little bit of research and found its origin, and this week will be the first time we award Twit Pick of the Week to a person who didn't tweet the winning picture themselves. This week's winner is at Barte, sure, for a stunning picture of Vegas Pass, specifically Fremont Street in the late 50s or early 60s, at least that's my best guess. This is pre-Fremont Street experience during the day, and it is beautiful. The picture inspired some spirited conversation among some of our listeners who thought the Fremont Street Strip would be better served if they tore down the Fremont Street experience in favor of restoring it to its former beauty. This picture was taken by Golden Gate at the far west of Fremont Street, looking east. You can see part of Golden Gate street signage, as well as part of Las Vegas Club, Fortune Club, and their large slot machine marquee. The Silver Palace, The Mint, Pioneer Club, Binions, and Fremont towering over all of them. Cars line, the Fremont Street, and Vegas Vic has his original yellow checkered shirt on. It is a great picture of a time and place I can only visit my dreams. I'm so happy that that we saw this one this week. Yeah, it's a really interesting
0: picture, and uh, I don't 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 think I like the yellow shirt on Vic. I do think it's a bit gaudy, Brian, and I'm glad they toned it down. Yeah, they they needed to do something about that. The audacity of that cowboy. (laughs) Wrangling son of a bitch. All right. As always, we will link to the photo on our blog. We'll put it up on our Flickr page, featured on our Facebook page and Google Plus page. You're making this way too long for me. Uh, (laughs) Twitter header as well as the enhanced version of the podcast. we got to let people know where we are, Brian. There's lots of options. That's true. That's true. All right. Let's move on to the news. And our first bit of news for this week, we've got some info on the closing of Sirens of TI. I saw two tweets convey my thoughts
1: perfectly. The first was from at Bluestorm2000, who said, perhaps Mr. Ruffin should go the whole way and rename the property the new New Frontier. <laughs> and the second is from at East Coast Glamour who said, TI Sirens show not reopening. Tens of people are sad.
0: <laughs> Tens of people <laughs>
1: Now, Steve Wynn would tell you the theme was a mistake and the concept of family-friendly was a bad idea. After MGM purchased Mirage Resorts, they began to de-family the property, still sticking with the theme, but attempting to sexy it up. The property started to refer to itself as T.I. instead of Treasure Island. The skull and crossbones marquee was replaced by the T.I. LCD display you see today, further reinforcing the new name and the pirate show was scrapped and replaced with what was billed as, quote, sexy Sirens of T.I. show. When the economy started blasting MGM in the ass during the city center construction, they sold to Phil Ruffin. Hopes and some predictions were that Phil would re-embrace the original theme, if only in spirit, not necessarily returning to family friendly. What has happened instead is a slow, systematic disregarding of that theme. Gillies, Senior Frogs, and Starbucks had been the most visually offensive additions to the property. Mecca Walgreens inspired the next and possibly most dramatic change to the exterior as construction began on the CBS version of the concept. Creation of the Mecca Walgreens clone required large chunks of the facade to be removed and the lake drained and the Sirens of T.I. show had to close temporarily is what we were originally told yesterday, it was announced that the Sirens of TI would not reopen. Now, that isn't saying that a new show isn't in the works to replace it. The only thing that's been confirmed is that the TI show, the Sirens of TI, is not coming back. However, it is widely speculated that a free show in any incarnation in front of Treasure Island is done. And I think, at this point, it's clear that Phil Ruffin will eventually just turn this into a hotel casino. I mean, the name, the theme, those are just what the people before him did, and it, it doesn't make money, so why bother? In 30 years, TI will look like the new frontier. That is the issue I have with everything Ruffin is doing. Now, for those of you who still love that property, enjoy it while you can. Remember, the property just went under a large renovation just before MGM sold it. What is in the property now will be allowed to continue to decay until it can't be ignored and will be replaced by lesser materials. Now, let's be clear, the pirate siren show sucked it always sucked brian you were there when ti opened i mean you were a young man then did any incarnation of that well
0: first of all did you ever even see the show i just saw the pirate show was um, any good the original can Bay. well i mean i thought it was kind of cool i mean it was a free show so i mean you get with you know you're getting something for free you can't really set your expectations too terribly high but right. uh you know, I, I thought it was good for what
1: it was. I see, and and I agree with you. While it's campy, and I never actually spent the time to see Sirens because I thought Sirens was excessive. I never stupid. saw, never saw Sirens. Yeah, but I think it's kind of like the uh, the free show that used to be at Excalibur. Yeah, it was bad, but it, it's sad to see it go. It reduces the number of unique attractions Vegas has that no other place on earth has. My prediction is that at some point. Ruffin will either remove or just turn off all the lights on the letter signage at the top of the property, arguing that the name of the property is TI, not Treasure Island, so you know why waste the money on the electricity to maintain the, the lighting on all the other letters except the T and the I. <laughs> I also want to reiterate that we don't have a prejudice to Phil Ruffin or, or change for that matter. And and to illustrate that point, I don't have an issue with what's going on at the front edge of Monte Carlo and New York, New York. For the most part they are incorporating each respective theme i mean at least in some respect but well and even better i really like the mecca walgreens clone plan for tropicana i mean they are doing a marvelous job of incorporating it into the theme so the casual visitor won't even know that it wasn't there to begin with but bill ruffin continues to blast treasure island in the ass with no regard for romance dinner charm nothing it's it's just, it, it's a complete disregard for the theme and an utter lack of imagination. I hate you, for so much. <laughs> You
0: know, I, I agree, I agree, you know, in terms of not being scared or turned off by change. I mean, I think it's, it's natural to want to evolve and grow and, you know, with a property. You can't stay stagnant, you can't kind of sit complacently while you know, all the rest of the properties, you know, around you are, are doing things, but. Uh, Um, Yeah, I I think it's just losing the essence of the theme, and that's kind of the same thing that you've been saying, and Phil Ruffin seems to have a knack for doing exactly that, and I believe that's really where the issue that we take with him stems from.
1: Yeah, and I I don't remember exactly what episode it was, but when he first took over this property, we were fully behind him. I I was one of the people that bought into the idea, like, see, this guy had a shitty property before. He did the best that he could with it. Don't judge him because he used to have the new frontier. Now he's got a quality property. Now we're going to see what this guy can do, and I look even more the fool for, for backing him at any point.
0: You sure do. <laughs> no, I remember you You were giving him the benefit of the doubt at the time. It's not like we spend a whole lot of time there, but I might like to in the future, and right. now I don't feel like I would want to anymore. Yeah. So, It's sad. Enjoy it while you can. Yep. Alright, moving on. Spider-Man is coming to Vegas. Long rumored to be
1: replacing Phantom of the Opera at the Venetian, this week it was finally confirmed that Spider- man Turn Off the Dark is coming to Vegas now that it's run on Broadway has ended. The Broadway production will close in January and plans are to reopen in Vegas in 2015. The show opened on Broadway in 2011 and is the most expensive Broadway production in history at 75 million. It's long battled negative reviews as far back as rehearsals and it's had multiple injuries to its actors. While producers of the show have confirmed Las Vegas as the show's next residency, it is still unconfirmed as to where it will set up shop. The reason Venetian has long been rumored from day one is that the former Phantom Theater already has the type of wire rigging the Spider-Man show needs because it was required for the Phantom's chandelier effect. An official announcement of the venue was teased to be
0: coming soon. Hmm. Any interest at all? Somewhat. You know, we're both big superhero movie, comic book fans. I guess you could say, right? I think right. that's pretty fair to say. Agreed. And so this would be something that would interest me, but it's going to be at the Venetian, so it's probably going to be really expensive. <laughs> right. Um, right. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll see what happens. I, I I would be willing to at least consider it.
1: I'm sure this is exactly why they created this because you automatically have a built-in audience like you and I who
0: are going. Even with bad reviews, you're like going, I'd like to see it. Could be bad, but I'd like to see it. Yeah, absolutely. If they're doing something cool, I'm going to take the NASCAR approach here, the NASCAR fan approach, where I'm going to say, someone has the potential of getting hurt, I'm in.
1: <laughs> Sign me, me in. up. Tap the keg, and let's settle in for three hours. <laughs>
0: let's get our Waka koozies out and Jabberwockies koozies. I like that. I, I, I like the it, the Jabberwocka. Jabberwocka, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I meant. <laughs> I correct. I corrected myself without any intention. To give it, you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> it does sound cool. It's going to be at the Venetian so it's going to be expensive. So ultimately, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Yep. All right. Next up, Liberace exhibit comes to the strip. Liberace. I know. <laughs>
1: So now I'm the yes.
0: <laughs> it's 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 more fun when you say Liberace. Well, that's fair. That's fair, bro. I like it better. Now like it sounds it. unique. <laughs> now I'm interested. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't give a shit about this story a second ago, but now my interest has been all of a sudden it's, it's exotic now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Cosmopolitan is setting up a temporary exhibit at the property, no doubt attempting to capitalize on the success of the HBO film behind the candelabra. The exhibit will be called Too Much of a Good Thing is Wonderful, Liberace, the Art of Costume. You can enjoy the exhibit in multiple locations around Cosmopolitan. The rhinestone piano will be located, of course, at the Chandelier Bar. Multiple costumes will be on display. The exhibit is scheduled to run November 25th through January 2nd. Hours of operation will be daily,
0: 3 p.m. to 10 p.m. I think it's cool that they're putting the piano by the chandelier bar because you got to have a lot of real sparkly shit concentrated all in one place.
1: <laughs> and they are attempting to go for the potential blinding effect. I mean, it's hmm. kind of the indoor version of the Vidara death ray. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Very I've nice. never really gotten him. I mean, and it's, I, I, I don't know if it's just not my musical
0: tastes or I just, I don't, I don't know. I just never got it. Yep, me either. I couldn't tell you one thing he's done. Nope. Um, yeah, don't care. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Although I will say, uh, I think it, the rhinestone piano would be kind of cool to check out at least. Totally. Uh, agree. I don't know its significance at all, but I, I totally uh, agree with you. But those costumes—it's
1: like going to some kind of a, a Victorian kind of a display, like anything in in the old Victorian age. Th- I it just doesn't interest me at all. I don't. So you're just going to add a whole bunch of sparkly things onto it. Now it's even more gaudy and annoying. So.
0: Yeah, it's just um, the styling's a little too flamboyant. Um, you know, whatever. <laughs> Ryan, all, to impress me, all you need is a
1: ball keg. God, I fucked it up right there. Never mind. All right, let's move on before you
0: <laughs> cause yourself for,
1: more pain. <laughs> all right,
0: let's see. Wynn's new rumored
1: residency. Now, the Las Vegas Sun is reporting that Steve Wynn has shelved the long planned, often hyped Funhouse show.
0: Now, Funhouse. <laughs> Long planned and often hyped.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, Funhouse is a production show that was to be circ to the next level. Wynn was having Kenny Ortega, a choreographer to many stars, including Michael Jackson's This Is It tour. He was developing it. Now, Wynn already has dropped $6 million into Funhouse so far. I, well, I think I said far twice there, but it doesn't really matter. Much it's like much
0: in the bucket for him.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, and much like my childhood without medication, Mr. Wynn has turned his attention to whatever random item has captured it. <laughs> it's, <laughs> uh, it's now being rumored that John Sakata will be the next short-term resident at the property. Plans are returned to Funhouse at an undenied future or un unidentified future. It's going to be supposedly in the future at some point, Brian, but I'm going to guess it'll be right around the time that he goes back to Miss Spectacular, which is the Broadway production he originally had planned for MGM and can be argued cost him MGM or Mirage Resorts when uh, Well, actually there's a whole vintage segment in there. I just wanted to nerd out a little bit there, but for those of you interested in that actual story, just read Winner Takes All. It's an awesome failure. It's just like one of those (laughs) things where you just sit there and you watch like I
0: can't believe he's doing this. Oh my god, this is so great! <laughs> but, a little fun, little fun fact for you. When I was young, I used to think that John Cicada's name was John Cicada, like the bug. <laughs> You're afraid just of him. A little, just a just a fun little nugget, a little tidbit of information.
1: I don't think John Cicada's been relevant for at least a decade, no. At minimum. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. At minimum, Mark. That is interesting. I, it was one of those things. Like when I read the arc, I'm like, he's still alive.
0: <laughs> this is the first time I've heard his name. And in, in maybe in this millennium. <laughs> that may be more accurate than you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. Victor Drace expands. That's kind of cool, I guess. <laughs> well, good for you, Mr. Drace. Good for you.
1: <laughs> hey, good for you, you fuck. Well. <laughs> And we don't mean he's getting fat. He's, I mean, I mean maybe the pH fat, but you know, it's not. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> it seems that Caesars is officially throwing in the towel in regards to diversifying its nightlife options, or <laughs> or
0: just going with a proven winner. I don't know which one, Brian. <laughs> I don't know why they would ever want to make their nightlifes into old wooden ships, <laughs> because no one would go. T I tried that kind of stuff. And
1: You'd think they would learn, Brian, but they don't. <laughs> Daily Fiasco is reporting that Dre is moving Bally's Indigo Lounge. Oh, not going into it. Eh, renovating. I can't read. I'm fucking
0: reading People who aren't as familiar with Anchorman as we are, that all of that just totally fell flat on its face. And for that, I apologize, <laughs> but you should go watch Anchorman. You really should. <laughs> so you're savvy to what we're talking about.
1: It may actually be the first time I've ever said stop listening to our show and go
0: watch Anchorman. What are you doing? Just press pause on your. We'll be here. We'll be right here. We'll wait for you. <laughs> it's magic. <laughs> Go watch the fucking movie. It's good.
1: Now, Daily Fiasco reported that Dre is renovating Bally's Indigo Lounge with plans for a New Year's Eve reopening. While the word reconceptualize sounds a bit exaggerated when you hear the details, but who am I to judge considering the <laughs> TwitPic monologues I write? Uh, <laughs> plans are to add, quote, elaborate drapery and fixtures to the exterior, and they will also, quote, renovate the stage with an added seating platform. Now, despite all the dramatic reimagining, the space will still continue to (laughs) offer live entertainment and cocktails. Basically the exact same thing it does now. (laughs) It was also confirmed that Dre will be handling... Actually, this one is the interesting part. It's confirmed that he will be handling the bottle service being offered at the Planet Hollywood concert slash nightclub venue that Britney Spears' show will be held in. Now, this in turn has now begun rumors that Dre will take over the nightclub space at the property that has constantly failed over the last three to five
0: years as the gallery and before that as privé. <laughs> I like that. Like people go in there after it's all done. They're like, what do you think? And you're like, holy fuck! You have done nothing at all. <laughs> nothing. But so,
1: I there are curtains here. I see, but. Um I I'm at a loss. You you were awful, sir. You are How much did this cost? You are fired. <laughs> we're done here. I I don't I don't get it. What and what I you mean we added we added 10 new seats. <laughs> 10 more seats. You couldn't sit on this stage before? <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is revolutionary. <laughs> yeah.
1: We're breaking um, down the this walls. Is,
0: this is particularly um Stupid to me because I'll never go here anyway. Yeah, agreed. I, you walk past it all the time.
1: It was always one of those things that I thought could have been a cool idea. It's one of the few casino lounges that are still available, but you just don't ever get anything of real interest in there.
0: So yeah, you walk past you're like, hey, I'm quite certain I'll never go there. Right.
1: It, well, I would see. I in, in me being the romantic, I always look at it going, oh, if they would just get something worthwhile, I would love to go in there. But they could, they couldn't,
0: they couldn't even achieve that. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't get something even remotely interesting right <laughs> literally
1: the space was more interesting than anything you did inside of it <laughs>
0: <laughs> i mean those curtains are gonna have to be real fucking interesting. You know? <laughs> real interesting hmm. good luck <laughs> like maybe like naked attractive women hiding behind them <laughs> even then maybe not right even then more than likely not Let's move on to our next story, which is the Chelsea at Cosmopolitan, and it's for big reveal. Yeah.
1: Vegas Tripping shared the details. Hopefully, the space is going to look just like the artist rendering, because it is stunning. The it's quite space, nice. Yeah. The space seat. I'm glad you agree. <laughs> I do. I wholeheartedly
0: agree. It's beautiful.
1: I'm, I'm mildly in love with it, Brian. I may have a crush on it.
0: I may. Do you know what it kind of reminds me of a little bit? Like, I wish the, all those little squares were, like, TV screens, and it would look like the big sonar device that they had in uh, The Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> or no, it was uh, The Dark Knight. He was, that would be cool. <laughs> That's
1: genius.
0: <laughs> you know what I'm... You remember. I you know exactly
1: the up. part you're talking about. It's in Dark Knight when he has uh, Lucius use the cell phones as a sonar so he could then triangulate where the Joker was.
0: Exactly. That's what this looks like, Mark. Boom. Boom. Kind of. Except there's one really big screen, which is actually a stage in the middle. <laughs> you
1: know. It's give and take. <laughs> but yeah. The space seats about 2,500, which is smaller than the venue previously using the name Chelsea at the property. It's located on the third floor above the check-in area desk. If you take the escalators by Vesper Bar, it's just a short walk. It's right in front of you. You can't really miss it.
0: Really fucking short.
1: Yeah. It will have two levels. The space is highly customizable to fit all sorts of events, not just concerts. And the new Chelsea... Or track
0: or tracking down villains.
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> as has been proven by Batman which is undisputable <laughs> <laughs> now the new the new Chelsea will open December 29th when Cosmopolitan's first resident headliner Bruno Mars begins his run of shows
0: that's gonna be a fucking ridiculous run of shows too man I
1: can't wait to hit Karen and I are trying to plan our trip around him being there I just I think I
0: think it'd be amazing I'm not even a huge, huge fan of his music. I think it's good, mm-hmm. um, but I just, i just hear nothing but amazing things about his performances. Exact. That's
1: exactly what what has Karen and I's attention is that guy. So often, any R&B artist always bails on the big notes, or they, it, it's just, it's, it's more of a you sing. It's like fuck you. I paid you. You sing, motherfucker. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and it, it's. He not only hits every big note, but I've seen that guy go off on a riff where he's hitting notes higher than he recorded. So it's just, I just hope that guy never blows out his vocal
0: cords because he is just amazing.
1: So, yeah. so talented.
0: Wonderful. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's move on to another story, which um, this uh, fucking tacos, Mark. It is, Brian. And I'm so happy to, to share this information with you.
1: <laughs> well, please, please continue. Here it goes. As Container Park prepares to finally open, a few loose ends are being taken care of. One of those is approval of a tavern license for a restaurant with a naughty name if you want to interpret it that way. <laughs> Pinch's Tacos is the name of the establishment. This will be its first Las Vegas location, but it already has five locations in California where apparently they have not had an issue with the name until now. Like many Spanish words, its meaning can change depending on the context. When i first asked 360 vegas vic what the word meant the first thing he told me is is it meant kitchen boy but he also quickly confirmed that depending on the context it could also mean damn or fuck how the fuck do you go from kitchen boy to damn or fuck (laughs) (laughs) that is it listen i'll give you slight variations but that is that is leaps and bounds (laughs) right
0: yeah it's it's a little bit of a stretch but uh i like it yeah
1: (laughs) right well there's more (laughs) <laughs> then he laughed his ass off when I told him <laughs> that I was serious and I forwarded him the RJ story. So those who choose to find it offensive view the name of the establishment as Fucking Tacos. You do know that the Hard Rock has a Mexican restaurant called the Pink Taco, which is slang for a women's pussy. That and
0: was I'm aware.
1: And Palms has a restaurant called Chronic Tacos, which does not need any explanation. Although I will grant it, fucking tacos is way better than those those other two. (laughs) Tremendously. According to the restaurant's website, the name comes from General Pancho Villa, calling to his cooks to bring him tacos while he was in battle. Or just after battle. I can't imagine why I was in the middle of battle. (laughs) In
0: mid-battle. I
1: just killed that fucker! Hook it up! Tacos, bitch! Now!
0: (laughs) I got three of them with one shot. I need tacos. Go now. Go.
1: Now, after a line of crybabies stated their case, a compromise was reached. And you have to believe they tried to flip this on those people and complain that they were all perverts or deviants that would interpret the name to mean that. But Pinch's Taco will not be allowed to use exterior signage that faces the street or the child's play area. Which not is the children's se- play area. <laughs> which essentially means they can only put a sign on the ceiling or on the side of the building. <laughs> Now, I'm not going to mock America like I usually do for their fixation with naughty language, but these are some whiny fucking cunts. Come on, man. (laughs) Oh, and by the way, Brian, I I don't think I told you this. The English love us. I mean, what? Seven Englishmen love us. Or or women, whatever. (laughs) According to iTunes. (laughs) We are undefeated in... Not only <laughs> in the UK we have a perfect track record. That's right, and, and in and in several international locales. But uh, yes. you know what we need to do? We need to go on tour. That's what we need to do. <laughs> Let's
0: do a UK tour. That's right. For record random <laughs> locations where our sense of humor is appreciated. <laughs> we'll go over how you can donate to that cause at the end of the show. Mm, I like it. Kickstarter. Here we go. There we are. All right, and in our final story, Extreme Kidnapping comes to Vegas. <laughs> the headline of this is fucking...
1: Oh, this story's I don't, I don't know if worse or better is the proper way to describe it. Billed as the only, quote, professional kidnapping adventure service, the, quote, controversial adventure company has relocated their attraction after 11 years in Metro Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> know, right? Listen, listen, if you can't make money kidnapping people in Detroit, you should retire or relocate.
0: <laughs> Vegas. They should move it down by the D.
1: <laughs> now, this is supposed to appeal to extreme thrill seekers, which in some regard should appeal to me and Karen. But it doesn't, Brian. It doesn't. For the starting price of 200 you get to plan <laughs> your own kidnapping. The Options fuck? include length of the ordeal, level of aggressive verbal and mildly physical abuse as well as the level of binding (laughs) you get transportation to an unknown location and possibly make a ransom call or proof of life video in which the entire experience culminates in eventually being dumped back where you were originally abducted (laughs) I wonder how much more it costs to be raped
0: (laughs) holy shit
1: oh god Uh, I'm going to pretend you didn't say that. No, you shouldn't, because it's staying in that show. (laughs) (laughs) And what kidnapping adventure would be complete without commemorative photos? For those of you interested, you can check out their confidence-installing blogger website at www.extremekidnapping.com. I got to look. This is (laughs) is one of the dumbest fucking things I have ever heard of. How can any of this be exciting? I I would imagine, and, you know, I'm just off the cuff here, Brian. This is is all just imagination here. Sure. If there's any thrill to being kidnapped, I would have to believe it all stems from not knowing if you're going to live or die. You plan the whole fucking thing. You know exactly what's going to happen. I mean, unless they have a death experience. But it's... I just... There is no amount of medication on this planet to suppress the rage this stupid fucking idea gives me. I mean, I don't even blame the guys who, who run this thing. I mean, there are all kinds of dumb shit that people will pay money for, so why not take it? But it's a missed abortion opportunity that, that pays for this to be done to them. I, I've, you know what? I've got an adventure for you. If you give me $200, I'll have uh, Brian berate you until you uh, uh, start crying or cutting yourself. I mean, FYI, anybody who wants that experience can be found for free on any online gaming site that Brian is a part of. <laughs> <laughs> this man is epic, epic for yeah, berating anyone uh... who who dares challenge his.
0: Or his? Yeah. Him.
1: Yeah. Him.
0: Him, his. <laughs> Him, his. Uh, yeah. This is, uh... so fucking retarded. I don't even know what to say. I'm, I'm just... I'm at a complete loss of words. It's I can't even so say this, this is stupid, because I'm not... I go, that's... Obviously, it's stupid, but... I, yeah. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? Uh, let's just move on. I, 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 I literally... I have no words. I have no words for this at all. I wrote some more, so <laughs> coming up. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, <laughs> I guess that takes us from the I am. I am totally just thrown off by that. It's so bizarre. Um, all right, for prop bets, uh, we've got... And you can't even remember what prop bets are.
1: That mo- that no, story is just... so fucked up that you're just like, "I, are we in this? Where are we? What's going on here? <laughs> I don't know who you are, where I am. Maybe. I feel like I've been
0: extremely kidnapped, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> but it all seems so familiar.
1: Somehow, I know what's going to happen next. Don't know how. But.
0: I've got this strange, like, reassuring feeling in the back of my mind that I'm going to walk away from all this.
1: And something about the lightning in my pocket is is, is really kind of <laughs> encouraging me that I'm sure this is going to work out right.
0: I just got an email on my phone saying that I've overdrafted my account. <laughs> so. This huh. experience is going to be cut short. <laughs> <laughs> I can only afford the one-hour experience. All right, well. Uh, prop bets so we've got the stuff that Stuart Pointer likes. It's being reported that Dead Mouse and Hakasan have mutually dissolved the DJ's contract with the club that made him the highest paid DJ per performance in Vegas. Uh, rumors began to swirl that a return to the Wynn Encore properties were fueled by a two hour impromptu performance last Friday that the DJ reportedly did for free, just for fun, I guess. No detail on why the deal with Hakkasan ended or official announcement of a return to Wynn or Encore.
1: Okay. If you thought you were only going to be solicited by a giant LCD on the outside of the high roller at Lank, you're a fucking idiot. Moron. Yes. Vegas Shadow Reports, not only is the name of the observation wheel up for the highest bidder, but you can expect in cabin branding, via video screens, and five other levels of sponsorship. Even the name high roller could be changed if someone will pay enough for it. This can't be surprising to anyone in a world where professional sports teams play in the University of Phoenix Stadium.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, there you go. House of Blues at Mandalay Bay have finally made the jump to the twenty first century, replacing their old school letter signage in favor of a digital display. Mm.
1: In response to rumors that it will be one of the next things to go at TI, Kahunaville issued a statement that they aren't going anywhere and pointed largely to the fact that they have signed a long term contract with the property, which has always stopped properties from evicting
0: somebody. Just- (laughs) I was gonna say, well, that's that's a done deal. Yeah, just ask the
1: act and Frank Caliendo. (laughs) (laughs) That fucker had like a 10-year contract that lasted six months. (laughs)
0: Enjoy. Uh, In an attempt to continue making checking out easier, MGM just added a four-sided checkout terminal to their lobby. You know what I don't get about this? Why wouldn't you just continue to
1: improve your in-room checkout system instead of wasting the money to, to do something like this?
0: You should do that. You should just be able to
1: check out on your phone.
0: And you, that's see? It. There you go. That's so yeah, Why that's, not? That's all software shit. So why wouldn't you just do eh, Whatever. Yeah. Or, or, or not do anything at all. Why? <laughs> no, just just vacate your room at the end of your, your stay. Which is more common than I realized. I always thought you had to check out, but I've heard a lot of people go, I just fucking leave. Just got. I just left Disney World yesterday. I walked out of my room, did nothing else. I got an email with my receipt from all my incidentals. That was it. I'm totally doing that in the future. Yeah, it's great. It's fantastic.
1: All right. Vegas Tripping shared SLS Vegas Sawyer's Club. Those of you interested, we have a link. I looked at a few pictures, scanned
0: a few lines of the article, and then decided to go on living my life. Hardcore Savvy Players, Vegas Shattered a detailed review of Downtown Grand's Players Club. We will provide a link. Yeah.
1: Redefining the phrase sellout. The World Series of Beer Pong will replace beer with water so it can be aired on TV. That's terrible. Fuck you, World Series of Beer Pong. Just put it on HBO or something. All right. I hope you discover the deepest hells of bankruptcy.
0: (laughs) 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 But we wish you the best of luck.
1: Right. Good. Congratulations on the uh, TV contract. <laughs> yeah, good for you guys, fucking assholes.
0: All right, and in our final prop bets item for this week, Vegas Tripping has reported that Cosmopolitan has constructed a special lighting rig over the marquee day pool just for their New Year's celebration. It consists of five curved lighting trusses that completely cover the pool area. Testing of what they have in store or video of what they do has not been released yet, we'll provide a link so you can check out all the details. Yeah. All right, that'll do it for news and prop bets. Let's move on to playing Vegas. All right, Playing Vegas, the segment of our show where we share with you upcoming performances and e- entertainment opportunities within the next week of time. On Monday, date, skate, night, movies at the Boulevard Polite, Cosmopolitan will be Grumpy Old Men in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Doors open at 7. Movies start at 8. Admission is free to guests staying at the property. Three bucks for everybody else. Wednesday, Alice Cooper is performing at the Pearl Palms. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $60. On Friday, Bill Cosby is performing at Treasure Island, or T.I., Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets will run you between $66 and $88. And also on Friday, Justin Timberlake is performing at the MGM Grand. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets will run $62 to
1: $220. Saturday, Trans-Siberian Orchestra is performing two shows at the Orleans, one at 3 p.m. and the other is at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $35. 30 Seconds to Mars is at the Joint at Hard Rock. Show starts at 7 p.m. Tickets start at $35. And John Legend is at the Pearl Palms. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at
0: $62. All right, good shit. That's gonna do it for Plain Vegas. Let's move on to Vegas Deals. to save you money in planning your trip to Vegas or while you're in Vegas, we offer you Vegas deals. First deal we have for you this week, it's a Ballet's room deal. LasVegas.com has three deals, actually. The first is the air and hotel package. It gives you 20% off the total cost and $35 in food and beverage credits. The second is just a room deal, but still 20% off and $35 in food and beverage credits. Both require a minimum two-night stay, are good for trips now through December 28th and must be booked by December 1st. And the third and final deal is 25% off of your room. Uh, It's just a flat discount. It's good for stays between January 2nd and February 28th. Only requires a one night minimum, but must be booked by November 29th. MGM Grand has a room deal.
1: With your room, you receive two complimentary buffets per day. This is good for stays now through July 31st, 2014, but you need to book by December 31st. And of course there are blackout dates, but not a whole lot of them. And as someone who has tried the MGM buffet, Unless you really need to get to Vegas, stay the (laughs) fuck away from this deal.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Next up is a Luxor room deal. This is actually an early bird deal. You'll save 40% off of your room and receive $20 off in food and beverage credits so you can use it down at the Taco Bell. It's good for stays now through September 29th of next year. The deal requires you to book a two-night minimum stay and you must book by January 31st of 2014. There are blackout dates.
1: Aria's room deal? We have to thank Las Vegas Advisor for bringing this one to our attention. Now, this deal is good for stays now through February 28th. You get a view upgrade. Room rates start at $109 a night and has a $50 resort credit per day up to five days. Now, when you compare that against the $25 resort fee, you're still coming out ahead $25 per day. That's not bad. No. You must book your room by the end of the deal, which, as we previously said, is February 28th. I've never understood why they put the end of the deal is the same day as the promotion? I mean, do they have a lot of people going, oh, let's go tonight.
0: Let's go tonight. <laughs> Actually, that may be. Uh, my uncle's one of those people. Oh, see, oh. there you go. This is this my good team. It does happen. <laughs> if you like Palm's Facebook page, you can also get up to 30% off of rooms as well as other deals on shows and free play. All right, that'll do it for... What the fuck this? <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it for Vegas deals. Check out all the deals we report on the show at 360vegasdeals.com. Okay, let's move on to coming attractions. (laughs) (laughs) I got so lost. (laughs) Uh, In my own head, I got so lost. It's deep in (laughs) (laughs) countenance. and cavernous. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, are we any closer to coming up with a plan to see uh, Anchorman 2 together?
0: No, I don't think so. Oh, blast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang, Nabbit! Shucks. All right. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. All right.
1: not high. We just crack each other
0: up. Oh, God. I fucking hate you. <laughs> All right. On to coming attractions, much like playing Vegas, we have entertainment opportunities for you coming up in the future. Electric Daisy Carnival dates were announced this week. June 20th through the 22nd. And tickets will go on sale Monday, November 25th. It's in two days. And no details on the cost. So you'll have to check it out for yourself. Yep. Yellow Card is performing at Vinyl at
1: Hard Rock Sunday, January 19th. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets run $30 to
0: $38. I normally don't open the segment that way, but I was focusing so hard on not laughing. I, just, <laughs> I liked it. Yeah. Journey and the Steve Miller Band, or Journey and Steve Miller Band, there's no the, obviously.
1: It's <laughs> the only Steve Miller Band. Any other Steve Miller Band you're aware of is bullshit. It's a lie. <laughs> this is the Steve Miller
3: Band. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway. All those people are performing at Mandalay Bay on Friday, August 1st of next year. That's a really long way. Know, right? For fucking... Holy shit. For the planners in you out there. <laughs> There's no promises any of these people will still be alive.
1: I, that's exactly what I thought when I read it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, you guys are
1: really kind of banking on your health,
0: you know? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe giving yourself a little too much credit. Right?
1: <laughs> might might
0: want to reduce
1: things. Uh, just look at it months in advance, not not years. Come on.
0: <laughs> that's that steady diet of coke and heroin <laughs> uh, it really takes its toll on the human body anyway they're hoping the show will start at seven thirty, and tickets are going to run you between 60 and 163 dollars damn that's a lot I know right I mean journey in- there's a lot of there's a lot of really there's a lot of red flags about this one <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to keep an eye on it <laughs> proceed with
1: caution people <laughs> Young the Giant is performing at the Boulevard Pool at Cosmopolitan, Friday, April 11th. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets run $37. Much bigger fan of Young as opposed to Old the Giant.
0: Sure, and why, why wouldn't
1: oh, you be? Oh, that was so weak. I'm surprised you didn't just... I'm surprised you didn't do one of your patented...
0: Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you feel better, we can redo it. No, <laughs> no your point has been made. <laughs> Sons of Anarchy at the D. These actually hosting a viewing party of the season finale of Sons of Anarchy on December 12th. In attendance will be the Kim... Not the... There I go. Putting the or the. <laughs> Sticking the where it doesn't belong. We like to put things where they don't belong often.
1: <laughs> <laughs> to our wives' Chagrin. <laughs> Somebody's writing in the iTunes review as we
0: speak. (laughs) It's like we're being critiqued. Yep, no, they're bad. They're bad. Don't, don't, whatever you do, don't fucking listen to these guys. Don't listen to them. They're bad. People have told this guy about his laugh, and he won't stop. (laughs) Doesn't fucking listen to anybody. Except for that other idiot on the show with him.
1: Right? He doesn't understand my, what I want, what I want
0: here. (laughs) All right, let me read these notes exactly as they've been written. Go and not put words in <laughs> I will not put words in Good luck. Okay. in attendance will be will be Kim
1: oh you son of a bitch
0: <laughs> uh, Kim Tig Coates and Theo Juice Rossi <laughs> it sounds like I'm reading the flavors on a Capri Sun pouch <laughs> Waiting for me to come back. <laughs> there
1: goes. It oh, it's my favorite flavor. <laughs>
0: Have you tried the new Theo Juice Rossi? Once <laughs> you it's pop,
1: you fucking... can't stop, Brian. <laughs> I
0: think that's Pringles, but...
1: it's a great story <laughs>
0: holy shit yeah they're going to be from the show there and they're going to do a Q&A and meet and greet and all that other stuff the catch is that you have to win admission to the viewing party and there are only 250 spots available so good fucking luck <laughs> those of you interested act now because you only have until December 3rd to sign up for a chance to win a spot go to thed.soafinale.com to register as well as get all the details we'll provide a link Don't forget you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all the artists we report on our coming attractions calendar on the blog. All right, that'll do it. Let's move on to the river.
2: To the Vegas Oasis, where we talk about Las Vegas from the point of view of people who treat Sin City like their own weekend oasis. I am Chris.
3: And I'm Tony, and this is Vegas 360 for people who visit the city for weekends at a time for many Fridays through Sundays throughout the course of the year. Once again, talking about good properties for a guy's weekend. This week we're going to talk about MGM Grand. Now, let me just say something. MGM Grand has a very, very special place in my heart. MGM Grand was actually the first hotel I ever stayed at. Oh, the very first time I ever went to Las that's, Vegas. That's lovely, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I also personally believe that the MGM Grand has the best craps action out of any uh, hotel and casino on the Vegas Strip. Really? Chris, what do you think? I look,
2: you're the craps guy. What people don't know is, Tony, you once played craps for a living. Yes. And I'm not as well versed in where the best places are as you. But what I will say is I have been known to make $1,000 or more at those craps tables. <laughs> so I quite like them. Um, I'm definitely up. I have definitely taken money from the MGM yes. uh, craps tables more than I've given them the money. But... We've been there a couple times together, mm-hmm. right? We yes. stayed there at that venue. We've um, seen some good shows there. Uh, yeah,
3: we and saw Dave Matthews there that one
2: time. Stones, Rolling Stones, yeah, that was a great great show. We stayed there a couple times together, Tony. And when yes. we stay there, we usually go with a third friend, and we try to get which were once called the Bungalow Queen Suites <laughs> and are now called the Executive Queen Suites. Oh, basically. and let me break your heart for a second. Okay, what was once. A relatively cheap hotel room. I want to say we were staying there for 400 or 500 when we stayed at those suites. Yeah. You're not getting for less than 700 these days. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And they call it the executive queen suites. Now, this goes against our um, formula a little bit. Remember, these rooms are two queen... Be- it's like an oversized hotel room. Two queen beds mm-hmm. and then oversized into a separate area where there is a couch and there is a TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also another TV, by the way, in front of the two queen beds. Right. So it's not exactly as big as the sweets we were talking about at the Caesars and even at the Hard Rock or at, obviously, the Cosmopolitan, but they've still got the job done. And for whatever reason, I think Tony and I really have, like a great love for the MGM Grand
3: yes yeah, it was. It's, for me it's nostalgia now you know when we first started going to Vegas we had no idea what we were doing uh, this was back before they opened up Pakistan. right? And, and the club they had there at the MGM Grand was 54 Studio 54 or did they just call it 54 54 I think. we went
2: there once <laughs> I know we went there once it was awful <laughs> it was so <laughs> bad it was here's the thing about again about Vegas Clubs which we're getting into which is that like look the thing with Vegas Clubs is if you you are a guy and you can get into them easily, it probably isn't that great of a club. <laughs> we were able to walk into that We were able to walk up to the gentleman at the <laughs> door, hand them our $20, and <laughs> walk in, and it was miserable.
3: Just <laughs> bad music, it was hot, you know, they had a smoke machine going on, I remember, yeah. and the dance floor was empty. It was industrial, too. It
2: was like a giant circle of like two floors, right? <laughs> and it felt yeah. like there was like a lot of metal involved. Anyway, that club is now closed. It's now closed. alka None there. Not one of us has, has been there yet, but maybe Obvious. in December we will go there. We will report back. Yeah. However, what I do like about the MGM is the pool area, which is gigantic mm-hmm. and might be the most underrated pool area in the world, and they have probably the best lazy river in really? all of Las Vegas. Really? Oh, yes. It's long, several waterfalls, mm-hmm. and it's, it, again, when we're going in this, it's kind of got if what you think you want to do is show off your body, Wet Republic definitely offers that, and it's definitely less depressing than light at the Mandalay Bay, which I uh, spied not too long ago in July. Yeah. Because Wet Republic, the entrance, you can kind of, there is an entrance it's accessible from the pool that you're in. Yeah. Light, you actually go into a parking lot, but we'll get into that a little bit later. All right. But yeah, I like the MGM pool area a lot. Yeah. We like the gambling. Yeah, the, the, the- Ten dollar tables. And the MGM Grand Garden yeah. Arena draws the biggest acts yep. in the world, yep. and it is a particularly small arena. Mm-hmm. By the like, way, if you are seeing, like, let's say you were seeing Aerosmith yeah. at the Grand Garden Arena, you will be hearing "Living on an Edge." You'll be living "Sweet Emotion." You'll be hearing all those songs at, in the casino as you gamble that weekend, which that is, is
3: kind cool. of cool. In that a is way. pretty cool. Also, there—I've never eaten there, but there. We is, did eat there. So well, Wolfgang well, Puck. What do we eat there? Where did we eat there? I mean, besides the buffets, besides the, the regular cafes, which I, I've definitely eaten at, there is Robuchon. Of course, you're going to be paying $1,200 for the tasting menu at Robuchon. But uh, And one day I will eat there, but maybe not today. Tony
2: and I once feasted on... Emeralds Restaurant, and we got the prefixed menu. Yes, we did. Remember had, that? Which that was had, excellent. Which I remember. What was that soup they gave us? Like the avocado. It was kind of like a chill. It was a. It was a gazpacho. A, the, oh it was a gazpacho,
3: God. and it had ice crystals or flavored ice crystals inside of the gazpacho with like an olive oil with like a really strong gazpacho taste. It really was delicious. That was at Emeralds Fish Restaurant. Yeah. What, what is it called again? Emeralds New Orleans Fish House, I
2: believe, is what it's called. Yeah. I mean, we went there. It was great, and there's. Tons of restaurants at the MGM Grand. Yeah. You've got your Wolfgang Puck. You've got your Tom Colicchio just opened a craft steak there. You've got so many stuff, and you also got if for whatever reason you just want to get something on the go. You've got those options. Yeah. You've got that food court that's mm-hmm. got you know the Sabaros of the world and things like that. Yep,
3: yeah. and the the cafe. I, I've had a, n- a number of meals, uh, late night steaks at the cafe. As you can tell, we have a lot of pleasant memories of the MGM Grand, and we're very curious to try out Hakasan uh, and some of the newer stuff that's opened up on there. Another Place that we've stayed at, I and probably
2: only second to the number of times we've stayed there. This is depressing revelation. <laughs> yeah, we have stayed at the Luxor Hotel and Casino.
3: Yeah, it is a reasonably priced place. As it really
2: well. is. Really is. If you book in advance, you can get one of their pyramid suites for four hundred dollars. But let's put the giant, you know, asterisk caveat next to this pyramid suite. Yeah, it is a little bit less impressive. Of a version of the MGM Queen Suite. You do have your two queen beds.
3: And then there's like the layout of the tubby hold it, for another funky. for
2: a couch. It's is because, that
3: accurate? Yes. it is. Well, the reason why is because all the, the windows are, are, are slanted because right. you look out the, the you look out a pyramid. So it is on an incline, and you look out it, and the, the the space doesn't quite work out for the rooms. And honestly, I I have enjoyed my
2: stays at, at the Luxor because we always have fun when we stay there, exactly. and we've stayed there many times. Mm-hmm. It's always a good bargain, mm-hmm. and it's even still a good bargain to this
3: day. But And something else about the Luxor, I just want to point out is they don't have elevators at the Luxor. Inclinators. They have an inclinator. At the four corners of the Luxor.
2: (laughs) And you kind of have to know which inclinator you want to get to because you will end up stopping at. A level at a portion of the pyramid. Remember, a pyramid is but a square, yeah. kind of. Yeah. That is, you know, maybe 200 yards away from where your room is. Mm-hmm. They have
3: to walk down one alley and then turn left and then turn left. It, it, it's very easy to get lost in the Luxor as well. I it's think. kind of an okay location, though, in terms of it is South Strip. Yeah.
2: But you're not too, you can do that hallway walk that mm-hmm. uh, that, that connects the Luxor to the Excalibur. Yes. And then get right to New York, New York, the MGM Grand, and then Tropicana.
3: Yep. Or you can go the other way and head to the Mandalay Bay as well one thing I do want to cover on the Luxor is LAX LAX which is the club there which has which we
2: have we have given LAX money to buy table service
3: yes we have we have
2: look so (laughs) talking about the clubs here's the review of LAX it's better than Studio 54 yes it is but only because there's better looking people there not that it's actually better yeah and I think as you know we're now in 2013 heading into 2014 it is just a shit club they pack people into the middle of that dance floor it is
3: not very well built Well, it's not very well designed everything is is really compacted everyone stands on top of each other even if you get bottles even if you shell out the 1500 bucks to get the bottle service you want to get your table either
2: directly adjacent to the dance floor or up on, like, the second, the second level. level. Yeah. They do have a scam, and, and again, if you're spending 1,500 on table service, yeah. you get what you paid for. Exactly. They do have tables that are kind of hidden in corners. Mm-hmm. We did not quite get that. No. We got one that was kind of not in the middle of the dance floor, not like... Um, that, that little stage yeah. that they put up on the dance floor where the Black Eyed Peas yeah. performed 2009 to yeah. 2010 on oh, New Year's Eve. But they, in the corner, where <laughs> they of the dance floor. Mm-hmm.
3: And it was nice having bottle service, but at
2: the same time, that club is just a shit show.
3: Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's not worth it. It takes for I mean, all the clubs are going to be packed when you get inside right. of them, but, but it's, it's just really not well designed. You have to barrel through like a sea of humanity to get anywhere. Uh, <laughs> that is
2: the perfect way to put it.
3: Yeah, and I do worry, you know, it, it is Las Vegas. There are people smoking if there was ever to be a fire in in the LAX, I, I would I would be fearful. To be honest with you, just how bad that, you would you, know. you would project
2: ten or twenty percent of that of the
3: capacity would be dead. Is that yeah, what you are saying? Probably. And, and you know, I mean, I I am a large individual. I would I would probably trample and kill people myself just to get out of that uh, just <laughs> to get out of that club. <laughs> Run for your life,
2: <laughs> screaming and throwing women
3: yeah. out of the way. Now, as much as we're bagging on LAX, as much as we're bagging on the looks or just generally, I do like one thing about Luxor and that is in the center of the casino yes. space there is a really good just general casino bar that has moderately priced drinks the Centra Bar but it is a good place to rally with your guy friends uh, after an evening that might not have been as successful at LAX as, as you would have liked <laughs> you know I know Chris and I and, and a couple of our other friends have been known to enjoy a good cigar and dirty martini at that bar as we kind of watch all the drunk girls stumble crying carrying their shoes in their Hand coming out of LAX. <laughs> Some a really, really interesting sights. What a great visual. <laughs> that is
2: your Vegas Oasis. I'm Chris. And
3: I'm Tony. We'll see you when we see you, team. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've been to Central Bar, we've done a 360 Vegas review, and I think that place is shitty. But just to see the parade of women carrying their shoes and crying, <laughs> I would return. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That might be worth my while.
1: Right?
0: That's so great. <laughs> I like the Sea of Humanity. Oh, it's, it's uh, brilliant. <laughs> and that's so many places in Vegas, too. It, it really is. It really is. <laughs> that actually sounds kind of fun, though. I mean, obviously, I wouldn't want there to be a fire there, but to try to, like, that would be, a qu- instead of extreme kidnapping, what about extreme, like, crisis? You set up this really <laughs> fucking awful situation, and you've got to get out of it. What about that?
1: It's so funny. I was going to say the same thing. You beat me to it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to pay for a fire at LAX. You know what it reminds and me of? That, that, um, uh, as long as I could be guaranteed, like, if my plan fails for some reason. There's <laughs> a lot of unknown variables. But, um, you know, if my plan were to fail, that I would somehow be, like, airlifted or tethered out, you know? <laughs> That would be cool. Now that would be worth my while.
1: You'd ultimately
0: be Archer in the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's so good. Oh, that's I still weird. don't fully appreciate and understand what that means. Oh, I, can't but, just uh, I, I sort of do because I've seen enough to understand, but I don't fully appreciate it. I think the way that you want me to. I know you would prefer that I am
1: far more into gaming than I am. So, you know, while we admire each other and enjoy each other's company,
0: we are not the perfect mates for each other. And, and you know, such is life. Sometimes terrible things happen. That's right. <laughs> right. This week we do have some listener feedback that we'd like to share. Top quality, you, too. Yeah, I'll let you go ahead and do that because you sound very eager and excited. Ooh, oh, here it comes. We got this from
1: Degenerate Johnny. He said, hey, guys. It's Degenerate Johnny. That's how I knew it was hey, from
0: Hey, guys. How you hey, doing? Hey, guys. <laughs> degenerate Johnny. Hey.
1: Please read
2: it I don't, like I that.
0: Have no, I have no idea. I have no idea why I went right into it. <laughs> it's the hey, guys that did it. <laughs> hey, guys. Degenerate Johnny. Hey just wanted to send you an email. Hi. <laughs> All right. You can go ahead. You can, I'm sorry. Uh,
1: he writes, I was listening to last week's show featuring Dr. Dave, and I must say, it was quite a treat. Even though I have heard of Dr. Dave, I personally haven't had the pleasure of listening to him or reading his works of Vegas Knowledge, a mistake I'm currently rectifying. What's so amazing is how evident Dave's chemistry was with Mark. It almost rivaled Brian's. Whoa. I haven't I haven't heard it yet, but I'm calling bullshit on that <laughs> one. Here's the thing: I did make a concerted effort. I don't I don't know what it is about Dr. Dave. I, I assume it's just like any friend that you make. You kind of know it, it, the level of friendship you're going to have with somebody almost when you meet them. It's just personalities collide. And the first time I met him, it was kind of that that connection that I just I just got. And unfortunately. Dr. Dave is the voice. He's the face uh, of UNLV and, and academic gambling, or at least the, the you know the, the study of academic gambling. I was
0: gonna say that sounds like a real oxymoron,
1: right? <laughs> but he doesn't get to be the guy. You know, he doesn't get to hang out with you and 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 swear a whole lot and goof off. But he's it's. <laughs> He has to be an upstanding citizen. Right, right. He's, he's always on. He's always on, you know, especially anything where we get to share with you. I mean, obviously in person he can be a little bit more of himself, but, you know, he's in a, in a role that he's very happy to be in, and I totally support it. But one of the things that meant a lot to me is that during the show that he did with us, I really wanted our listeners to get a sense of the Dr. Dave that I know that I hang out with and always have a great time, and I'm really happy that I think we pulled it off. And Dr. Dave and I are talking about some stuff, and we're seeing if we can, um, let's just say we're, we're, we're talking. We're talking about some things, and, and hopefully those talks become something that can amuse you as well, similar in what Degenerate Johnny liked here. Dig, dig, I think
0: Degenerate in general makes you sound drunk, no matter what when you say. it. Degenerate. Degenerate. Maybe that's why I just innately felt like Harry Carey was a good impersonation to go with. Well, into. and it still led with Hey Guys. It was Hey Guys, and then Degenerate was the first. And you're like, boom, Harry. It sounded so,
1: it just felt so natural. It just coming right off the tongue. It felt good. <laughs> yep. they it really, really good. Now, one thing that caught my attention was, oh, we're back to Degenerate Johnny, not me. But <laughs>
0: Degenerate Johnny. <laughs> Thank says. you for that. I was so confused. Like, you're, what you're going to say sounds just like what he said. No.
1: One thing that caught my attention was the subject of slots and their correlation or lack thereof, with a lifelong gamer demographic. I'm a 29-year-old lifelong gamer who's experienced gaming generations, two to the current eighth. And I admit that slots don't significantly interest me. Honestly, slot machines only play the role of keeping my fingers busy while listening to podcasts. By the way, I was playing My Vegas Slots while listening to the show last week. Fuck you guys for introducing me to that game. Now I'm hooked on it like a pedophile to Pokemon. I like this guy. (laughs) Make no mistake, I'm not saying that slot machines don't have a place on the casino floor. However, I believe that they need to evolve and become more sociable and capture the social atmosphere that mirrors that of table games. Unfortunately, in their current state, I think Brian can agree with me that slot machines can only produce as much excitement as raiding the world of Warcraft. You're pushing the same rotation of buttons over and over for hours on end in a game of chance. Anyways, I apologize for the lengthy email. I just wanted to add my two cents, keep up the good work, and I look forward to next week's show. What do you think of that?
0: I know you were a big World of Warcraft guy, but... Yeah, I actually, I still play uh, not as much as I used to, obviously, but, um, yeah, I mean, it. I do agree with that. I'm also a 29-year-old lifelong gamer. Played sounds like probably a lot of the same kind of games that Jenner and Johnny does. I like slots, uh, although whenever I am in a position to play slots, I'm usually not alone, so I usually just am already in an environment where i'm having to be social and one thing that i do with my family is we'll take them a whole bank of slot machines and you know you and i have done this in, yep. you know with karen yep. and you know we'll, we'll play video poker except with like slot machines we'll all take turns hitting a spin button right and we watch and see what happens so in that you know and i know a lot of people do that I, i'm not i'm certain i'm certainly not trying to make it sound like you know that we're doing something unique or special right, it's just right. something that we do and that that helps the experience i i, I can't think of an occasion where i've ever sat down at a slot machine by myself, basically just playing just right there without some sort of social interaction. So I can understand where he's coming from with this, but I can't say that I've felt that firsthand.
1: I I totally agree with you. I don't recall a time in years. I mean, maybe in the beginning, but in years where I've sat down and played a slot by myself. There's it, it, to me, it's 100% you're with somebody. You're really looking for something to do while you sit down and and talk, it's really. What, what slots have become to me. So I, I completely agree with you on that.
0: And, you know, I'd, I'd have to go back and listen to the episode. I, I've been, obviously I've been out of town. I just got, 24 hours ago I was on a plane, so, mm-hmm. or fucking waiting to get on a plane. <laughs> Should have been on a plane, wasn't. So I haven't had a chance to listen, but I'll definitely go back and I'd like to offer maybe a little bit of additional commentary around that, especially considering the, the examples he's pulled in here it obviously hits home for me. But, yeah, I mean, I can, I can kind of understand just kind of on a high level based on this email you know, where the correlation might be. But Mm -hmm. again, I'd I'd have to go back and listen to it.
1: Yeah. Uh, One more thing. He sent us a PS on the subject of Mark's laugh. I don't think it's annoying at all. As a matter of fact, I think that he has a charming laugh in in a hetero way, of course. Well, in any way, it doesn't matter. Right. (laughs) Honestly, I'm pretty sure that a thousand eggs drop whenever Mark laughs. Of course, Karen might say it's a mere coincidence, but it's a great thought to have. You were born with an amazing laugh, and you should be proud of it. As a matter of fact, your laugh often inspires us to laugh. So keep on laughing. Mark, you're making the world a better place. Brian, I am making the world a better place. And I've always kind of felt that. So um, for those of you who don't like it, listen to this episode on repeat.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I, I completely agree. And oftentimes, especially in the early stages of our friendship, I would laugh. At whatever you were laughing at, I wouldn't even know what you're laughing at. I would just hear you laughing. I'm like, oh, it's that's. I hear I hear him laughing. That makes me laugh. Yeah. So, and I think you know, you got that. However many, whatever the percentage may be, of people who are just going to be drawn to that, mm-hmm. and other people are like, yeah. oh, it's fucking annoying. But they're stupid, so it doesn't matter.
1: It's always great to hear somebody say something like that. When I was a kid, I hated my laugh. You know, I, what one of the many things I hated about myself. <laughs> hence, hence the reason I'm on medication. But. <laughs> Oh, I love those tales. <laughs> but it's one of those things that finding friends who have kind of... Accept you for who you are. Exactly, exactly. And then, you know, you kind of grow up and you realize, like, there are certain things about myself that I can't improve or I won't improve. Like, there's nothing that I need to improve upon. I don't even know how you could improve a fucking laugh, right? You could change it or anything No, like that. you have
0: no choice, yeah. But it's right. it's
1: one of those things, like, I know there are some people who have, you know, quote-unquote annoying laughs, but I just, I don't get it. I don't think I've ever heard anybody laugh. Even in, you know, loud or guffaws or whatever the hell it is, you know, where I, you, you're just, it's them expressing joy at its heights. And I just, I don't understand how that could be annoying to anyone. Yeah, we,
0: yeah exactly. We, we've said that. You, you've said that. You've said it very well in, in, in previous uh, episodes where people have talked about laugh laughing. It's just one of those things where it's like, I'm having a good time. Yeah. Sorry that my fucking happiness and good time are <laughs> somehow worry. an inconvenience.
1: Sorry it irritates you. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that I feel joy and happiness in my life, even if it's just for a minute.
1: Uh, (laughs) Oh, oh, so for an hour a day, I don't want to cut myself. Oh, does that bother you? Is that too much?
0: (laughs) You want me to go back cutting myself and feeling bad about my life? Is that what this is about? Would that make you happy?
1: (laughs) My inevitable suicide will just make your year, won't it?
0: (laughs) God damn it, this whole thing gets me anxious. Getting my knife out right. Okay. Oh, top quality. Top quality yes. stuff. God, what a great show. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, anyway, not so sincerely, the gym, Johnny. Um, I liked, I liked uh, the email this week. Was yeah, it's
1: top quality email.
0: It's a big one, but it was
1: robust, but top quality. We had to share it we're, all.
0: We're, we're into big ones here. That's right.
1: <laughs> that's, all, that's all we know. I'm never shying away from robustness, Brian. You live with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a burden oh. and a gift.
0: Alright, well that's going to do it for the show ladies and gents, thanks so much for listening to episode 113 God, 113. So awesome. Yeah, it's really great Thank you for downloading and listening to the show, we appreciate it every week If you'd like to take a look at any of the stories that we referenced on this week's show, you may do that and find links to those on our blog at 360vegaspodcast.com if you'd like to send us a nice email like Degenerate Johnny did, you can do that at 360VegasPodcast at gmail.com. Also on the blog, you can find links to all of our social media outlets. Go ahead and find us there. And don't forget, you support the show uh, very easily by making an Amazon purchase. Just go to our blog, click on the little banner, and then make your purchase as you would otherwise. No steps needed beyond that, so it's really easy. Mm-hmm. Then you can fund our our, our uh, European tour. So. <laughs> All right, well, that's going to do it for episode 113. Thanks again so much for downloading and listening. Yep, that's all I got. We'll see you next week.